Welcome, everybody, to the Sheep Kishir podcast, where we talk about people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, the one and only Austin Creed. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to the morning show. And my friends, I have something I really want to get on my chest today. So some of you might be a little surprised to know that most of the time I don't, I don't, I don't need a script. I don't need to really plan a ton of stuff out to do this show. Of course, I'll bring up research. I'll bring up articles because I want to make, I want to drive the point home that it's not just me experiencing these things. It's not just me coming up with this stuff. And I'm going to present another one, another reality to you, ladies and gentlemen of the Sheep Kishir podcast today. And that is, I'm going to be titling the show Blood and Iron. And it's really going to be based off of a speech given by Otto van Bismarck, who was the Prussian chancellor, I believe was his technical title. Uh, he made a very interesting question comment and quote back in the day now this is like hundreds of years ago but I really wanted to drive this point home because my friends I look across America in the western general and I can't help but notice that men are dropping out of society young guys don't have the ambition their fathers or grandfathers had the ladies are unhappy because the men seem to not be manly enough for them we're going to be looking into this article. I was actually, I was going through my history course and I was learning more about men of, the, of yesteryear and men like Bismarck, men like Napoleon Bonaparte, former presidents of the United States like Andrew Jackson, guys like that. And I, I asked myself, why did they see such men of their time or in various different periods? Why were there men of such strength? And of course, we still have them today. But what is it with the younger generation of men, my generation, being so dismissive of the future, so so laissez-faire about their own future? Why is there this lack of desire to to lay the whole world to their conquest, to put the whole world under their microscope so they can try to take everything? I mean... This is, not, is that not the natural way of mankind to desire to take everything and leave and give nothing back? Now, of course, most of not anybody can ever actually do it, but it's that it's that desire to just leave nothing behind, create, take everything that everybody is supposed to have, and so people then compete with each other. That's part of the human condition, but. I'm already getting a little too ahead of myself. If any of this interests you, you feel the same way I do, or you want to have your voice be heard, I'm going to be posing this very question on my Twitter as soon as I'm done posting this. And even if you find this episode later on, or you find any of the episodes later on where I let you know that I asked the question on my Twitter page, you can go over and look it up and respond to it whenever you want. I'm not going to be like, oh, oh, so-and-so didn't respond for like, like they waited for like a month to respond to me. That's so weird. I'm not going to care. I want to hear what people have to say on the matter. I don't care when you listen to the show. You can listen to it five minutes, five hours, five weeks, five months. I don't care later than it actually came out. But my friends, 
You can go over to my Twitter page, at Aussie Creed, or you can go to YouTube or Rumble. Channel has the same name. And you can leave your comments over there because I put it up on audio and on video, for those of you who don't know. Now, enough, uh, enough grifting and lollygagging. We're going to hop right into this. I want to bring up this article I found on the, from the New York Times. And we're going to walk through this. It's done by uh, Mr. David Brooks. I appreciate it. Let's see what he says. He says, If you've been paying attention to social trends, you probably have some inkling that boys and men are struggling in the United States and across the globe. Again, I've made this point before on the show. They are struggling in the classroom. Say so He puts forward the fact that American girls are 14% points more likely to be, quote, school-ready than boys at age 5. Controlling from for um, parental characteristics. So they're blaming the parents, in other words. Okay. By high school, two-thirds of the students in the top 10% of the class ranked by GPA are women. While roughly two-thirds of the students at the lowest decimal point are boys. Hmm. Interesting. In 2020, at, at the 16 top American law schools... Not a single one of the flagship law reviews had a man as editor-in-chief. Hmm. Is that, isn't that interesting? He continues. He says, men are struggling in the workplace. And here's his, his, here is his example. He says, one in three American men with only a high school diploma, in other words, 10 million men, is now out of the labor force. What? Oh my, what? That's crazy if that's true. He says the biggest drop in, in employment is among young men aged 25 to 34. That's even worse. I thought he'd say something like 16 and 25 or 18 and 25. Let's keep going. He says men who entered the workforce in 1983 will earn about 10% less in real terms in their lifetime than those who started a generation earlier. Over the same period of time, Women's lifetime earnings have increased by 33%. Pretty much all the income gains that the middle-class American family have enjoyed since 1970 are because of increases in women's earnings. Now, I want to I want to pause here because he's brushing over a couple points that I would bring up in this article. Number one, I don't want to hear jack about the gender pay gap. I think it was 1964. I believe it was the Equal Pay Act of 1964, I believe. I could be wrong on the year. I'm pretty sure it's 1964, though. It's been illegal to pay someone differently based upon gender or sex since 1964. So, now we're not talking about that. And if you think that that applies to you, please, I, I encourage you to sue to make sure that you get what is rightfully, rightfully yours if you can prove it in a court of law. Now... Putting that aside for a moment, they are also putting a, pushing a, aside a very important reality, and that is the fact that the first wave of feminism was for what they was for quote equality. But more of what we see now is not so much equality as it is more the disenfranchisement of men, the pushing aside the men to shoehorn in the women. Because women are being pushed forward. You go, girl. You do this. You do that. You a queen. You're this and you're that. Meanwhile, the men 
across the racial board, by the way, are being told, oh, you're oppressive, oh, you're mean, you're nasty, you're, you, you have a natural distaste for women, you're, you're no good, you have problems, and, and there, and this is being reflected in the actual workplace, and let's not pretend like the, the more women are in the workplace, the more men feel naturally uncomfortable. Now, I know men ain't gonna, men are not going to admit to this. Most dudes, they ain't gonna cop to this because they don't want to be looked at differently. They don't want to be exposed. They don't want people to look at them weird. But we all know it's true. You look at the dynamics in the workplace, they get uncomfortable. Because men don't know how to act with HR looking over their shoulder like, you better not mess up. You better not mess up. The the HR is like the um. Does anybody anybody else read Nineteen Eighty Four by George Orwell? The posters that were everywhere. The uh, the government agents that would spy on people. The wiretapping. The hidden hidden cameras. That's what people. That's what men feel like in the workplace. They think. That if they even talk to a woman or look at her the wrong way, they're going to get sued, they're going to get fired, they're going to get ringed out in the court of public opinion, they're going to get posted all over the internet like the dudes in the gym who are not even creepy but who were just being targeted for attention by the by the females. Look, these things don't happen in a vacuum. Now, I get it. It's not happening to everybody. It doesn't need to happen to everybody, though. That's the whole point. It doesn't need to happen to everybody for it to have an impact on the marketplace. Whether it be dating, whether it be the actual workplace, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because when it happens enough, people will course correct to survive. That's how it works. We're going to keep going. It says, men are also struggling physically. Men account for close to three out of Every four deletions of despair, other words, self-deletion, and drug ODs. Wow. For every 100 middle-aged women who have, who were deleted by the bug that came at, that, uh, in the bug, in other words, the, uh, C-19, up, says for every 10, 100, sorry, sorry. Sometimes it's a little early for me. For every 100 middle aged women who were deleted by the C19 up to mid December to mid September of 2021, there were 184 middle aged men who were deleted. Huh. So, in other words, they're saying that the C19 hit men harder than it hit women. Okay. And then they plug a book that I'm not here to discuss. Um. Oh, here we go. He says, I learned a lot I didn't know. First, boys are more, much more hindered by challenging environments than are women. Interesting. Says, girls in poor neighborhoods and unstable families may be able to climb their way out. Boys are less likely to do so. Huh. I've heard the opposite. I don't know where he's pulling this out. He says, in Canada, oh, Canada. Boys born into the poorest households are twice as likely to remain poor as their female counterparts. Okay, I would need to see the study on that one. In American schools, however, boys' academic performance is more influenced by family background than girls' performances is. Boys raised by single parents, in other words, 
single mothers because the single father rate is like what 20% to the 80% of single mothers out there. So in other words, boys raised by single mothers, paraphrasing, have lower rates of college enrollment than girls raised by single mothers. Oh my, that's shocking. If you look at the connection between the um, prison industrial complex and the single mother rates of the men in prison, you will see a very striking causality, a very striking relationship to those two things. If you want to do a little more research, I might do a whole show on it. I don't know, maybe the um, the Crimson Capsule guys who are more black power will probably get upset with me, but that's fine. I don't I don't say any of the things I say to hate on anybody. I just like to bring up reality. I think it's important. All right, keep going, keep going. Again, they're just talking about this guy's book who I've never heard of, nor do I really care about it. Okay, here's, here's something. He says, ambition doesn't just happen. It has to be fired. Okay. I just pictured Donald Trump being like, you fired, get out of here. I don't, want to, I don't want to associate with you. The culture is still searching for a, a modern masculine ideal. Okay. Who? No, hold on. I'll, I'll hold my thoughts till I finish this paragraph. It is not instilling in many boys the nurturing and emotional skills. Oh, gosh. That are so desperately important today. And oh, in other words, we're not sissifying the men enough. Can you believe this? All right, I'm not done. Give me, give me one more sentence. A system that labels more than a fifth of all boys as developmentally disabled is not instilling in them a sense of confidence and competence. You see, just when I think that somebody's on the right track and they're actually about to make their point and I'm about to agree with them, they take a sharp turn to the left and I'm like, no, 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 you were... Anakin, you were the chosen one. But then they turn totally off the path. So in other words, they're saying that men need a modern masculine ideal. In other words, someone to actually help teach men to be masculine... And then in the next sentence, they say that they're not instilling enough nurturing and emotional skills in, in the boys. That's not what boys are supposed to be instilled with. They're supposed to be taught how to be a man, not taught how to be a, a metro, a neutral, a, a flat line. You, wonder, you want to know why men are struggling so much today? Oh, I'll tell you. Am I getting banned off YouTube, but I'll have to... I'll have to dance around the words a little bit. I, I don't, I can only be so, I can only give it to you so raw for so long before I might risk getting censored. So I'll have to choose my words carefully. Men are being, men are having a crisis on our hands because we are teaching our men, our younger generation of men to be more like women we're just like our grandfather taught our father to be more like him. Our fathers today are tree are teaching us to be more like our mother than like them. Why do I say that? Well, when you look in society today, the traits associated with actual masculinity are considered quote toxic masculinity. In other words, anything that does not work for the 
Anything that's not nice and sensitive and n nice and neutral is considered toxic and and therefore must be eliminated or neutralized or medicated. No, I'm not here to tell you that you shouldn't be on medication that your doctor puts you on. That's your business and that's your doctor's business. But what I'm saying to you is this. My friends, when's the last time that a boy was taught that it's okay to play in the mud, to go out there and build something, to go out there and try to actually be a man, not just not hurt people and not offend people and just be coddled and have to like suppress himself. I mean, you look at the statistics out there. Hold on, let me, let me, let me, let me change this. My friends, when you look at society and you realize that 85% of the sperm now found in men, yeah, sperm, sex, am I getting your attention yet? 80, when you see the, the data that says that 85% of sperm now in most men is genetically damaged in some way, you have to ask yourself, how did that happen? Why is it happening? And how do we stop that? You think it just happened on accident? It just spontaneously happened? No. It didn't happen overnight. How else do you explain that the testosterone levels started here? Your grandfather's is here and yours is here. How do you explain that? You, I don't, some people blame the plastic. Maybe there's a little bit there to be said, but that's not the whole reason. How is it your grandfather or your great grandfather could smoke, drink, eat the most garbage diet on the planet. And yet he still lived to very old age. And was a picture-perfect health. He wasn't obese. He wasn't any of these things. How is that possible? Not completely his fault, by the way, but when it comes down to it, the world has changed, and we have not changed with it. We have not adapted. I want to read you a quote by Otto Bismarck that I'm going to put in the description of the show today. Here it is. Says the great questions of the day will not be settled by means of speeches and majority decisions, but by iron and blood. Now, I'm not calling for violence. I am merely mentioning him because he's a very he's a very recognizable figure in history. If you know anything about history versus just reading that Jenny has two mommies and um, Barry has three daddies, if you actually read history, you'll know who this man is. He's associated with guys like Marcus Aurelius, Gandhi, Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, Martin Luther King. He was an intellectual. He was a great man of his time. Very intelligent man of his time. And yet we have our intelligent great men of our time being demonized by the Lilliputians out there, the know-nothings, the paid jesters... The government jesters who are out here pretending like they're objective journalists when in fact they're nothing more than paid pimps for the Biden administration, in my opinion. I don't understand how people don't see through this. But then again, the people who know tend to always know what's going on and the people who don't know what's going on, they tend to never figure it out. They tend to always be in the dark. The enlightened people are always one step ahead. The people who are the normies, the oxygen thieves, they tend to be always a step behind. No matter how much they try, they tend to be one step behind. They call guys like me and guys like you, 
conspiracy theorists, uh, paranoid lunatics, whatever you whatever you want to say. And then they realize, oh my goodness, how did this happen? What happened? I don't know. I don't know how this happened. Uh, it's because I was right. Because we were right. And you're just figuring it out now when I've been saying about it. I've been saying it for a long time. My friends, this doesn't happen on accident. Men need to go back to craving conquest again. We need this attitude of answering our questions with iron and with blood. Not because we need to eliminate people physically, but we need to eliminate the weakness. We need to eliminate the the fact that we are now fighting each other. We are now fighting ourselves at record numbers. We think that we don't matter. We think that men have been pushed aside because of feminism. To an extent, that is true. To the other extent... We are we, we as men have become so weak. We think that our entire existence is getting the approval of women and having and and fornicating with them. We think having sex with them is the is and getting laid is the pinnacle of our existence. When in fact that was a luxury. That was a to your grandfather's generation. That was a luxury. That was something that you got after you won, not instead of winning but now you can go on tinder bumble hinge wherever you want and you can waste your time instead of making money you can make yourself mentally sick by just chasing sex and all the time that's what's made men weak is things we used to have to earn are now just given to us practically for nothing until we have to suddenly pay all the back pay at one time and we go bankrupt whether it's we get put on child support whether it's we get divorced in our marriage, whether it's whatever you can add to the list. Nothing is free, my friends. And it seems to me that we're not putting up the fight we need to be putting up in our own lives to get the things we want and make a decision about what we actually want instead of just saying, oh, I'll take whatever you get. I'll take whatever leftovers I can get. What kind of statement is that? What kind of attitude is that? That's ridiculous and stupid. I don't want anybody ever to have that attitude. It's despicable. You deserve better than leftovers, for God's sakes. Don't ever say that to yourself. This stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum, my friends. Start craving conquest again. Get yourself off your lazy behind. Put in some work, for God's sakes, and you might actually achieve something. It's not lonely at the top. Women only say that because for them it's lonely. It won't be lonely for you. Anyways, my friends, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta hit the doctor's office. In other words... But until next time, my friends, God bless you, God bless your family, and God bless this beautiful country called the United States of America. And get yourself off of your lazy behind and get back to work. Put in that work. Put in that hard effort. And you will see results. You mark my words. You take care of yourselves.